you better call Saul. He'll fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. Stick it to the man, justice for all. You better call Saul. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of Breaking Goodman, a Better Call Saul podcast. I am the host, Mike Marbach, and uh, rejoining this week is uh, Ned. Ned. Yes, Ned, Ned Redmond. Uh, thanks for coming back. Yeah, man. Absolutely. <laughs> we lost we lost one. Uh, Mike Henley was unable to make it. We had a snowstorm here, so I think that had something to do with it. Um, either that or he's sick. Or <laughs> it was just so bad last week that uh, he just couldn't take it anymore. Uh, and we got two uh, we got two noobs. Two <laughs> noobs. But uh, friends of mine uh, joining the podcast to the right. Samantha Russell. And to the left. I'm Brian Craig. Yes. Uh, both of them are also involved in uh, comedy in, in Philly as just about everybody that does these podcasts is uh, and they'll probably talk about some of their, their things they may have coming up uh, a little later on but first episode 3 of Better Call Saul what were your, uh, your thoughts on this episode? Um, compared to the other two I, I, you know, I thought this one was kind of weak but you know, it's probably acting as a bridge moving the plot forward into um you know whatever's coming next i don't want to i guess get too into it because we'll discuss it you know bit by bit uh, you can say <laughs> i just thought that this was more i mean uh this was more telling without showing a lot of just like uh exposition and explanation without much of the action that the first two episodes mm-hmm. had okay mm-hmm. I, I liked it though i feel like i, I you really see um like Jimmy James moving towards what he's going to become. I feel like there's, there's, you really see where he was and, and you know, like actually where he's getting a footing and where he's going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I had like a, a domino quality where they're certain, they're definitely setting up the dominoes right now, mm-hmm. um, putting things into place. Um, I thought it was really cool that we were able to see um, that flashback to Slip and Jimmy because um, at this point we. We now have seen, or will see, four distinct James slash Sauls. We've got Slip and Jimmy, and they all have different names. We got Slip and Jimmy. Got James McGill, yeah. Nerdwell Lawyer, uh, and then you got Saul Goodman, Slick Criminal Lawyer slash Criminal Lawyer, and then we get um, Omaha, Nebraska's own Cinnabon manager, Gene. Yeah. Uh, so. Right. Uh, yeah, so I think it's cool how the the timeline is starting to get fleshed out, mm-hmm. and we we know it all uh, because we we we've seen Breaking Bad, and part of like doing this podcast when I when I started talking to people about doing it, uh, I was all about like no, well let's keep it so people don't have to know really Breaking Bad, <laughs> but I love that show too much to <laughs> not make it a huge part of this discussion. Uh, so if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, stop listening. Uh, <laughs> are there weirdos that are just tuning in for break, Better Call right? Saul? Yeah, I don't well, know. Well, the thing I could see, I, because a few friends of mine said they had to stop watching Breaking Bad because it was too much, there was too much anxiety involved in it. And I, I agree with that. Like, I, I completely understood that because, like, I was, like, physically exhausted after each episode. But, like, I maybe somebody like that who kind of enjoyed it but didn't, like, it was just too much for them. Like, this mm-hmm. is a little bit lighter. You know, it's not as intense. I mean, it's still intense, but mm-hmm. it's not as intense, I think. Well, I don't think Breaking Bad started out 
too intense. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of like humor in the first mm-hmm. season. Um, who knows what you know? Better Call yeah. Saul will go. Oh, I mean, if you think about that opening sequence, that was the, of the very first episode. That was pretty intense. Uh, yeah. Racing down the uh, the highway, um, you know, things sliding around the yeah. Uh, it started, body sliding around. Mm-hmm. It started sure. off very yeah, sure, sure. very just anxiety ridden. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if there's uh, weirdos. Yeah. Just tuning in for better calls. But I will I say, the, oh, okay. well, I think the numbers like uh, had it has the biggest premiere ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's also coming off of people watching Walking Dead, of course. But um, I mean, I think just uh, from those numbers, you have to assume that there's uh, probably a few thousand people watching Better Call Saul mm-hmm. who have never seen Breaking Bad, and they are weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's also like a lot. I mean, I don't know if we want to get into it more later. There's a lot of things that are just eerily familiar in just little bits in the series mm-hmm. where there's just like a little image and you go, oh, that looks like, that looked like the rug from um, Ted Beneke. And, and oh, this thing, this happened. Oh, that seems like when Hank got the phone call warning him. That, you know, like mm-hmm. there's a mm-hmm. lot of little things yeah. that felt like stuff that already happened in Breaking Bad. Yeah. And you got to assume that was Vince Gilligan's hand yeah. doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you'll get a much better appreciation for this show if you've seen Breaking Absolutely. Bad. So, like I said, turn this off, first of all. Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't be listening. Uh, and go watch Breaking Bad. All the seasons are available on Netflix. Uh, so, Breaking Goodman, brought to you by Netflix. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I'm with, I'm with, uh, with Sam Bryan here that I really enjoyed the, the episode also. Um, yeah, there was some, some backstory and everything, but I also really enjoyed that. I mean... Uh, I don't know if I talked about it last week uh, on the podcast, but uh, people complained about The Hobbit uh, and said, oh, they're stretching that tiny book into all of these these different movies and everything. And I I was so in love with Lord of the Rings, I don't care. I don't care. I didn't read The Hobbit. I didn't read Lord of the Rings. Uh, I just know that world. Mm-hmm. And as much as they, I don't care if they want to do twelve more movies. I don't want based that they just completely write and make up. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just like with the anything they can do to expand that Breaking Bad world for yeah. me, I'm I'm on board. Uh, so whether it's getting in the backstory of of Slip and Jimmy, which I thought was great, yeah, and um, it was cool to see Chuck as Chuck McGill, yeah, mm-hmm. capable. Yeah, very yeah. confident, very the, confident. The, the, the him having to drop off everything mm. in what looked like a yeah. mailbox and yep. his cell phone and his yeah. keys, and yeah. that was, it was, yeah, it was neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like parallel cinematography yeah. throughout. Uh, so since we're in that that scene, uh, we see we see Slip and Jimmy, we see Saul, we see James, Gene, whoever the hell he is, <laughs> uh, and he's he's looking, you know, he's pretty desperate situation. He's definitely. Uh, Slipping Jimmy at this point, and he says something about you may be labeled. Chuck says you may be labeled a sex offender. Yeah, yeah. I wonder yeah. what went down. Yeah, what is the, a simple Chicago sunroof? Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> that's what he said, right? Like a simple Chicago yeah. sunroof. That's what yeah. he said. Right. Which you know what? I don't even. I don't need to know. I think that's enough. <laughs> I think that's just enough. Yeah, just give him enough of a hint of criminality, <laughs> and then just let your imagination fill in the rest of the blanks. How old do you think um, his character was in that, in that sequence? I would say he's probably late 20s. That's the impression I got. Yeah. Didn't yeah. look yeah. late 20s, but... <laughs> right. Well, damn. yeah. Because that was, that was brick, brick cell phone. That's like late early, 80s, early 90s. Late, early, late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. Mm. And this... 
we were also discussing what what year is it in Better Call Saul? Is it 2001, 2002? 2002. I remember seeing the date okay. somewhere. Yeah. There was a date on the on the videotape in the courtroom. In the courtroom, but that was 2001, and then I was going, well, it could be in 2002 because of just how long it takes to get to court and things <laughs> yeah. like that. I mean, I'm not sure. I think it sounds I saw accurate. a date on the check. Oh, is watched, that what it was? Okay, okay. So that's what, and that's what we were thinking. It was two thousand and two as well. Mm-hmm. So this could have been this flashback could have been ten years. Yeah. Before. Yeah, yeah that sounds be. about right. Uh, and he says that he, him and Chuck haven't seen each other in five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this they 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 do uh, affirm, I guess, if that's the word, uh, that they are in fact brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of implied just by their. Um, you know how they got along uh, but yeah they're brothers oh and another mystery that was solved is um, I thought that solved uh, <laughs> I'm sorry Jimmy <laughs> was, was <laughs> Jimmy was living with his brother Chuck but no he's no, living he's, in the back of that Vietnamese yeah. so nail salon so sad <laughs> yep yeah. uh, which uh, could exp- like, like we talked about last week why that chair was always blocking that door mm. yeah because I was complaining about that too I'm like yeah. just chair why is the chair there yeah. um so yeah it's a late night at the i ha- actually have here late night at the, la- at the nail salon yeah. um <laughs> he's got nachos number out and this mm. this oh can we talk about the shot through the cucumber water first yeah, was, yeah. what a great shot that was. <laughs> yeah everything about this this like the show i love uh because of the fact that everything is so reminiscent of breaking bad yeah. again yeah. like all the, the shot choices the colors like everything mm. about it they always seem to start off with a food shot the they do, bonds, mm-hmm. they do a lot one. of food shots. Yeah. The salsa, Tuco's salsa, salsa. number two, mm-hmm. salsa, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the cucumbers Cucumber number water. three. Yeah, just, you know. that's all I got tonight, guys. Is, you know, salt, <laughs> salt and everything. Salt puns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, one, one of these uh, this moment where he has that number, and you're you're not sure if he's going to call that. Like it just reminded me of like an addict. Yeah. Uh, someone who's kind of trying to reform themselves, yeah. and, and you know that they've got that they've got that drink, um, and uh, you know he kind of sort of pours out the drink, calls up uh, Kim, uh, which was her name. She works at the the law office, uh, just like you know he would you know an addict might call a sponsor, mm-hmm. uh, someone to kind of keep them, keep them grounded. Um, when tempted, I have here, um, and I wasn't sure during this conversation if he was purposefully saying too much uh, or I, if he yeah. kind of was just so nervous that he was like uh, nothing <laughs> I think it was kind of both I think I think he said the, the the first comment and then he kind of panicked and didn't want to keep saying it like yeah. that's what it seemed mm-hmm. like 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 he wanted to warn her but he didn't know how and he was kind of yeah. trying to be nonchalant about it mm-hmm. I, I got the feeling that um, at this point uh, before he saw Goodman he's not as like professionally discreet and maybe he just um, needed to shul- uh, shoulder the burden a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Need some help with soldier. No, that's just. He was definitely uh, like grappling with his conscience of whether he should get involved. Yeah. Um, and I think that was part of his stammering. Mm-hmm. Was like he won- He wanted to say something without saying anything. Uh, both to not, you know tip his hand as to why he knows it mm-hmm. uh, which comes up later anyway yeah. um, but also does he want to be the hero and 
for doing I think he was also just kind of like trying to do what was right like which is not in his nature almost Mm -hmm. like he was just like going wait this is this is wrong even though these people are kind of crummy people and they stole all this money they don't deserve this and who knows what they would you know this other group of people would do to them Mm -hmm. if they got into their house Sure, I think that Jimmy at this point, uh, before he saw, was a genuinely good, per- genuinely good person. I, that's how my reading. Yeah. Um, so I think he did want to help, but he was he was afraid. Um, See, like, I don't know if he because he always he always is a little. He's towing know. that line because he, he still is. has mm-hmm. a little slipping Jimmy in him. He has mm-hmm. that, like that's where he came. But from. then he's now he's his brother's keeper, mm-hmm. um, and he's got he's struggling as a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's still defending, you know, the the kids who chopped that guy's head mm-hmm. off and had sex with his neck hole. Yeah. You know, like he he's and and doing it in a way that I think he genuinely thinks is good. Do you know what I mean? And and the way he tried to use but, the skateboard kids. Yeah, he to, saved the skateboard kids. But he saved them, but he also tried to use them to get a payout. Like I do That's think true. he has that he's not really that good of a yeah, person. Yeah, he's straddling the line. I'm not sure if he had a choice with the headless ones because he's a public defender, yeah. right? And yeah. he just gets assigned to a case, right? But, I'm not sure exactly how it works. Knuckleheads. Knuckleheads. And that's, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> that's what you are. But I mean, I do, I do think he's he he. There's an evil part of him that he can't he can't fully suppress. So Maybe. I don't think yeah. he's he's necessarily a good person. And we all. know that he's not going to suppress that. No. Yeah. But how far is he going to tip to one direction before yeah. he tips the other direction? Mm-hmm. Uh, and. It, it keeps being, it keeps, uh, this is the third episode, but it seems like whichever side he leans toward, it kind of pulls him to the, the other in a way. Uh, like with the, um, the when he tried to do the wrong thing, it ended up not being being them. So it kind of blew up in his face. But mm-hmm. he also, his, his plan to be bad didn't actually work out. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, he ends up calling the Kettlemans uh, from a payphone mm-hmm. uh, through a... Through a spoof. <laughs> yeah. What did you call it? A spoof. A That's, spoof? It looked like what, um, you know, kids in their dorm rooms throw oh, weed okay. out of. <laughs> For a minute, I thought he was going to start smoking weed. But that wouldn't make any sense. I thought he was going to, like... Because he just wasted that whole roll of paper yeah. towel, which mm-hmm. was annoying to me. Um... <laughs> Uh, That's what I said. I was like, the the so, woman who owns that nail salon is so mad when yeah. she walks in there the next morning. Yeah, <laughs> a pile of paper towels. Yeah, and, and it seems like he, that was almost routine for him, too. He's like, oh, let's just grab this, yeah, um, like which kind of comes up yeah. a little bit later. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, Because it's his uh, sex robot. Sex, sex yeah. robot. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Uh, <laughs> Chicago, what was it? Chicago sunroof? The, the, the simple right. Chicago sunroof. <laughs> so is, is that a euphemism or what? Simple Chicago sunroof. God, what does that mean? Uh, so yeah, he calls up the, the Kettleman's and the, the sex robot voice is not going so well. Uh, <laughs> Which was hilarious. <laughs> that, that was, was hilarious. But that's part. also after he called, uh, I guess, several times. Uh, yeah, because the answering machine, the, the chipper answering machine kept yeah, picking, yeah. picking up. Yeah. <laughs> But they, they don't know what uh, what he's saying, uh, so then he just kind of gives up and says that you know ah you're you're in danger get out they're coming for you yeah, bye. they're coming for the money they know about the money bye. he says bye to <laughs> yeah see you later. <laughs> um, and I thought it was funny right, right and then they, you cut to them and on the other end of the phone and for a second when he says 
what did he say? Like, I, I thought, like, oh, they didn't, they didn't even get the message anything. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After uh, all that. And then uh, they're, 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 they know about the money. They're coming for the money. And they're just like, who's coming? Mm. Um, so they go to the window. They look out. Uh, and There's Nacho. There's Nacho Garza, I think his name is. Um, there's Nacho. Mm. Um, <laughs> so someone's there. And then we go to... Uh, him negotiating with that guy again, forever negotiating yeah. Um, yeah. deals mm-hmm. with that other lawyer. Um, which I also thought was funny because he, he yelled at him for not knowing what client he was talking yeah. about. But I do remember that when he went to meet Badger first, he mm-hmm. had the wrong file. Like, that was one of the first <laughs> yeah. things we saw, I think, of Saul Goodman was yeah. him, like, going through the file and, and saying, like, rattling off all of these things. And Badger going, that wasn't me. <laughs> you know, Badger is a, he's an improviser. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, uh, he's a, he's a you know like a comic improviser. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to get him to come to fit. Oh. Um, Chris awesome. Jones, I think his name is, or Matt Jones, something okay. like that. Um, but he does a duo that tours around around town. Huh. Um, he also sounds like a cartoon character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and just you saying that just makes me want to watch Breaking Bad again. Yeah, just to pick up on some of those things even I miss. I just uh, want to say that that um, I didn't I didn't remember that detail, and that's really interesting because I think that is actually more evidence that at this point Jimmy McMillan like really genuinely cares. He eventually becomes he becomes the, the callous yeah. lawyer mm-hmm. who doesn't give a shit. But right now he does give a shit. He tries. Uh, he tries. Yeah, he's working yeah. his balls off. Working his, yeah. <laughs> working his souls off. Working his souls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. I don't uh, think you are. Keep I don't going. think you are. No. Keep going. Uh... All right, so he's negotiating and calls. He gets a call from Kim, uh, the, who works for uh, the other lawyers who we talked to the other night, and he just kind of runs out of there uh, mm. and has, of course, an ar- another argument with Mike, Mike Ermintrout, uh, at the gate, the troll under the bridge, mm. uh, <laughs> who won't won't let him out. It costs like nine bucks to get out of Big there. Geezer. And, yeah, Big and he just he just reaches over, presses a button, and gets out of there. Um, so he, he arrives at the Kettleman's place. Doors wide open. Cops are all around, uh, and apparently they've they're gone. They've been ransacked. Yeah. Uh, at this point, what did you what did you think happened? I I thought that it was Nacho. Yeah. My first one. Mm-hmm. I thought there was some sort of confrontation after they spotted his van. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. Uh, not escalated. Yeah. If I, I mean, can go off on a tangent, though, there's a little tiny piece in there where I felt really sad. For Jimmy, because we know why Jimmy's, or we know why why uh, why he's there. Um, but he says to Hamill, Hamill come up to him and said, "Why are you here?" And he and he has to bring himself down to the level of saying, "Oh, I was listening to the police scanner, yeah, and I yeah. was just chasing yeah. ambulances yeah. and cop cars." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I felt really bad yeah. for him because because right, right. to the rest of the world, he has to put on that yeah. that sad lawyer face. Yeah, mm-hmm. I also thought it was weird Pathetic. that the lawyers were there. Is that weird or is that not weird? Well, maybe they might have also been there because of clients. Kim, too. And, you know, like, maybe... Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe if she heard something... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe and because of the... the I, I think, I guess, yeah, because of, if they're clients, mm-hmm. too, maybe yeah. the police kind of contacted them saying, have, okay. you, have you heard from them? I, yeah, I don't know. I accept that. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't sure. know. Uh, so the Kettleman's are gone, um, and I, I thought, you know, they probably got spooked. Um, and they, they just kind of, and they kind of fled, uh, which then as we go through really quickly, my, that, that thought I turned and I was like right on page with, with the same page as you guys is that Nacho had something, something to do with that because, uh, 
Let's see. He he calls up Nacho a so lot he, of times. Like mm-hmm. swingers of yeah, the Yeah, yeah, it was, it was yeah, a yeah, swingers yeah, amount yeah. of time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he went through so much pocket change in this episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, on the kettle on the kettleman's on Nacho, <laughs> yeah. You're dropping so out. much of it down the. I'm, I'm well, it it connects to, to the once the answering machine picks up, the phone is picked up. Oh, yeah, okay. if if it just kept, keeps ringing and you hung it up, then you would get your money back. Right, but if you yeah, if the answering machine gets it, it's considered being answered. Do you remember using the payphones? Yeah, Man. I they they are still around. Yeah, um, but like, I haven't. Like yeah, in front not of Best, not in front of Best Buy's. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. No. That was that a, a cereal thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I didn't listen to that, uh, but I. All right, we'll stop it right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> all <of> cereal. <laughs> cereal is good. Uh, I was and if you're listening right now, stop listening to this. Go listen to cereal. <laughs> then, and then come, come back, back to this. Watch Breaking Bad. Listen to cereal. <laughs> then come back to this. Yeah, or don't uh, <laughs> come back to this. Um. Yeah, I, I didn't. Wa- I didn't listen to the serial, but I know that because of the the tweet that Best Buy yeah. had right. put had put out. Um, <laughs> that's how I watch most things via Twitter. Um. So yeah, he he calls up a bunch of times. Definitely a swingers amount of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a swingers fold, and uh, <laughs> then then phone finally rings, mm-hmm. and uh, he you know nobody there to hang right. up. Right. Um, what was the deal with that? I don't know if the cops, <laughs> it's my host thing. The cops might have um, had some sort of a trace because yeah. they had him in custody. And if his phone keeps ringing, maybe they just traced the number, called it back, and then tried to figure out where it was. That's probably yeah. exactly is, what, is what I, mean, I That's what assumed. I figured. Yeah. But what went through his mind at the time was that um, Nacho was uh, super pissed. Yeah. And was coming for him. Was, yeah. yeah. But why didn't the police officers say... Police. Stop. Stop. In the name of the law. You know, like, yeah. because that's just weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought, at first I thought it was, was Nacho on the phone, um, but then I didn't think, why Why would he not answer? Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I did think cops, but then other movies have taught me that, Trace, you got to be on the phone a little bit longer than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Give me, yeah. But this was 2002. <laughs> I feel like our tracing abilities were, like, way up there. <laughs> Uh, you can uh, just clean it up, like just just clean it up. Enhance, enhance. So he he runs, he gets chased down, uh, and then I have here like Nacho exclamation point uh, is at the. I could watch Bob Odenkirk run for days. Run in ill-fitting suits. I just want him, yeah, you know, ill-fitting suits. Start <laughs> walking and then break into him. <laughs> just break out running. Just walking, just walking, just walking. Ah. <laughs> oh yeah, I liked his uh, narration. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, cops take him down, take him down to uh, uh, I guess the precinct mm-hmm. uh, where Nacho is, um, and through that conversation, uh, it comes out Nacho says that he didn't do it, and he mm-hmm. thinks that um, Saul, Jimmy has set him up. Yeah, set yeah. him up. Um, and but but they have him because they the cops had blood uh, mm-hmm. in the van and they he's definitely been out there. Neighbor the wrote down plate. yeah the license yeah. plate number, uh, so it doesn't look good for Nacho. Uh, Not at all. Yeah. So uh, any any thoughts on the conversation between the two of them? No. All right. <laughs> uh, moving on. 
Uh, anything? That was that was another point. Um, it was like the first point in this episode where I was sort of disappointed with the dialogue, where um, you know one character just comes in and it just explains everything that's happening. Um, that like was off camera. Um, for the rest of this episode, I feel like that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. This was the first instance. Yeah, and um, uh, the acting on behalf of the actor who plays Nacho, whose name I knew earlier today, but forgot. <laughs> Just there, um, I could tell. I could tell that he didn't believe anything that's all said, and that something was up. That he just from his face, it was yeah. tense. Yeah, I, I felt like he didn't do it at that point. Mm-hmm. From the main, yeah, yeah. He also says that. Uh, yeah, the only thing they're gonna find is uh, the dummies. Two skater dummies' blood uh, mm-hmm. and any fluids that he that yeah. he let out <laughs> yeah. in, in his van, because um, he knows he didn't do it, uh, but he also knows that he's done other things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And cops can't be prying too uh, too deep into that. Uh, so he pretty much threatens not pretty much he threatens Saul uh, and says that if I'm not out of here, does he say within 24 hours or just yeah. today? By the end of the day. By yeah. the end, yes. Yeah. Close a business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At business five. Uh, and he'll kill him. If he, if he if he's not out of there, he's he's going to die. It'll be a meat pinata. Yeah, meat pinata. Um so Saul runs out of there, he meets up with the with Kim and two of the cops. Uh, tells them to go test the blood that he doesn't think that uh, that they did it. Uh, and then Kim invites him back to the Kettleman's. Yes. I did mm-hmm. enjoy um, him really hamming it up for Nacho, like going to the <laughs> yeah. window and be like, "There's an innocent man in there," <laughs> like, you know, like him because you know what how he does it, and, you know, later, and then that was him just going, "Oh, this is what I should be doing. I should be showy," you mm-hmm. know, like this is him in the beginning learning how to do this showiness and like I don't know, yeah, just, I did enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a. Uh, and he also did some of that stuff in the the first episode with the the Showtime. Yeah, uh, the <laughs> sure nep- yeah, it's Showtime, folks. Uh, and the network, the network lines. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah, Kim invites him back to the back to the Kettleman's place, uh, and uh, I guess she's doing this to just because she probably doesn't believe him, right? Right. Right. Uh, and thinks that if he sees the bedroom that's been kind of that he'll feel over. guilty. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. the kids. Yeah, yeah. And she's got good reason not to believe him yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with him she's calling her up. Reason. Yeah, I feel like she wants to give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Definitely wants to, but you know, finding it hard. What do we think their relationship is? I was, yeah, about that. I think they used to had something. Used yeah, to hook up. Sure, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. And I think that she still. But she still answers his phone at two in yeah. the morning, mm-hmm. and doesn't hang up each time. She no. says she's right. going to. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like pity to me when you know, when she's on the phone with him. Um, do you guys get that? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you with me? <laughs> <laughs> nope, just me. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think there's a little pity, but I mean, I think there's also genuine care. Yeah. Um, yeah. The I first mean, thing she said uh, on the phone was, "Is Chuck all right?" Yeah. So they have the kind of relationship where that would be a phone call that she would get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe did did her and Chuck have maybe have something? Um, no, just make that, <laughs> that will come out, I suppose. I'd really, I really want to know uh, what 
when this mental breakdown happened with Chuck. Yeah, I'd like to know that too. Mm-hmm. I have the feeling it's uh, Jimmy's fault, or like, yeah, I don't Maybe. just. Yeah, I feel like that's like to to amp up the guilt on his part and his sense of obligation to his older brother. I feel like that's something that they might do for the writers. Hmm. Well, only time will tell. <laughs> yeah. Only time will tell. Well, I mean, yeah. let's make predictions. Right? Yeah, I mean, with with, with this episode. Um, going back to that that flashback, um, Jimmy or, or what's his face, Chuck didn't want anything to really do with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't want to help him, and and Saul had to really kind of plead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, "If what did he say? If you're, oh, don't make a fool out of me, because um, I guess he's just Chuck has probably come to his defense many mm-hmm. many mm-hmm. many times. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I could I can kind of buy into." Jimmy somehow being the cause of this, but I can't really even guess as to what or how that might have been. It's usually like I feel like it's it's it would it would have to be something though really like a like a massive event, right? Yeah, like, that would cause something like severe this. trauma. Like, severe trauma, but I I can't even imagine what he would have mm-hmm. done. I don't know. It could have been it's another like triggers something like that. Some mm-hmm. other scheme, yeah, that I mean, blew up in his face and somehow. Chuck gotten um, hurt or involved or something, and and um, another uh, arc. What will happen uh, that will cause the completely by the book, uh, un- you know, uh, bridge troll to turn into the crazy badass assassin monster that he becomes? Yeah, in um, Breaking Bad. Yeah, we uh, saw some of that in this episode. Yeah, we saw bit, we saw some peak. glimpses. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. When he kind of kicked his ass a little bit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. get choked up, and then didn't take shit from the like the cops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't like. He doesn't like getting talked down to. Yeah, and <laughs> remember where uh, Mike Ehrman Trout is from? Yeah, from Philly. 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 Uh, Philly. Yes, that's that's the next show. <laughs> yeah. We go back. We find yeah. uh, find out what happened with Mike and Philly. Yeah, Philly uh, Mike. Philly, Philly <laughs> Mike. Mike. Uh, when I, wor- I worked at a Best Buy in Greenwood, Indiana. And I was Philly Mike. Oh, sweet. Uh, <laughs> this has been getting close with Mike Marvin. <laughs> um, all right, so they're at the scene of the crime uh, or uh, alleged crime, as Saul gets into, uh, and he noticed that the that their daughter's doll is missing. Mm-hmm. Every photo she has, she has this doll, but uh, it's it's not there. So he then thinks that they were not abducted. That they, they staged, yeah, they staged everything and uh, scooted out of town. Um, and cops, of course, are not not buying any of that. They mm-hmm. think that you know any bad guy mm-hmm. just kind of gave him the doll to shut the shut the kid up. Also, um, I mean, I'm sorry, I got the feeling that as this is another point where I thought that this episode is kind of weak. At this point, it it I didn't get the feeling that. Uh, Jimmy uh, believed it. I don't think he bought it. I feel like he was just saying anything to um, justify, you know, his um, opportunity to explore and, you know... His life's on the line. But I I do genuinely think that he didn't think that Nacho did it. Like, I don't... Mm -hmm. I I, I think that was absolutely genuine. He knew Mm -hmm. that this guy didn't do it. Mm -hmm. And that was the guy who was was hanging out around the house. Who else would have done it? Yeah, and Mm -hmm. I had... When Nacho said, I only told one person, 
at that point, I'm like, oh, they kidnapped themselves. They staged this. I immediately jumped to that. You did say, when we were watching yeah. it, you were like, they're in the boat. Yeah. That's what you said. <laughs> I, and I'm like, I, yeah, what? I like, they're when the they're boat. outside. Yeah, because then he too. says to Kim, he says, let me talk to you for a minute. And they go outside, and you see the boat over his shoulder. I'm like, oh, they're in that yacht. Of course they are. That's. It didn't look big enough, though, to house two children. Yeah. To me, that they wouldn't be like, I want to get out of here. Like, those kids. Well, it still happens. It's a yacht. Yeah. <laughs> but the, ultimately, they were not in the yacht. So. No. Mm-mm. I had forgotten about the... I didn't think that they were hiding in the boat. Even when I thought that they had left, I just assumed that they had, like, left, left. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Kim, yeah, Kim invites him back. Dahl's missing. Uh, he go, he talks to Kim alone and lets her know that he called them, uh, which could have prompted their, you know, getting out of there. Um, and I, I didn't... His, his, uh, his reasoning was to save them. But instead, uh, they saved themselves yeah. <laughs> by grabbing all their money. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just bad. Like him being trying to be the hero, trying to be a good guy, yeah. uh, really backfired on him. <laughs> what happened to uh, cause Mike to put Saul down? Uh, he wouldn't let him in for the ticket. Like he wouldn't give him the ticket, and then Saul <laughs> came out and said he was gonna. He said, "I'm gonna." I said, "Fine, I'm parking my car here yeah. in front mm-hmm. of the gate." And then went over to almost like punch him or something. And I think he, he got up in his went, face uh, yeah. and he poked him with he his finger. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, he, he, just, <laughs> he twisted, twisted his arm. <laughs> it was down the most ground. pathetic scream. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> 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 yeah, pretty good. Um, yeah, I've noticed. Uh, Mike does not like being touched. You guys noticed the eye twitch when the cops were like, "Come on, man." I just saw him. I, I didn't notice the eye twitch so much as just the, the look that he yeah, had. Yeah, he had the yeah. look of disdain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we learned that that he's a. And I don't know, did we know this in Breaking Bad about him? That he was from Philly, that he was yeah. a cop? Yeah, yeah, that great story of um, no, half, no half, measures. half Measures. I don't remember. What was, you have to go back and watch this. <laughs> this is maybe one of the best scenes. Uh, in Breaking Bad is the story he tells about. Should I go back and just run through it real quick? Sure. Uh, the story is yeah. that back in Philly, uh, they had this house where they would get a call like every week from this domestic abuse uh, where the guy was just beating the beating the shit out of the wife and then every time she wouldn't press charges. And so one time uh, he beat her up again so he took him into the car. Uh, he was going to take him downtown and stick him in the you know, the drunk tank or whatever. And instead of turning right to go to the police station, he made a left, parked, and beat the guy up and... Put a the, gun in his put mouth. Put a gun in his mouth, that's right. And um, he said, if you ever do this again, yeah, I'll kill you. And then the very next week, that guy beat his wife to death. Mm. And he said, never again will I take the half measure. I should yeah. have yeah. ended it right there. Yeah. I do remember... No half uh, measures, Mike. No half measures. No way. Uh, all right. So he puts all down, and the cops use him uh, to, uh, I, I guess, just pressure mm-hmm. uh, Saul, yeah, into, into uh, confessing what he what he doesn't know. Um, and Saul just kind of says that, you know, what, what did he say? I'm a broken record on this, and uh, he is Nacho Guy. Yeah, he's yeah. Nacho, Nacho Guy. Like, they Nacho named, is Nacho They named him that, the character that, that just for that joke. <laughs> just Definitely. for that setup. He's Nacho Guy. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he, he says that he is, is just, a, just a few quick lines, and you can see Mike go from 
willing to help them do this to seeing no need because he really feels that Saul is telling the yeah. truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, yeah, so okay, I know. I'm being a broken record, but there's another moment. Because <laughs> I really feel like Saul didn't even believe that story. So why did, how does he convince Mike to believe that story? Well, Mike, Mike un- believed the story because it happened to somebody. To, he knew somebody who did the exact same mm. thing. And that's, he heard the story and went, oh, yeah, that, that's what happened. So I, 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 don't, I genuinely don't know if Saul believed it or not. Mm-hmm. I, I think he kind of started grasping at straws but then i think he 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 convinced himself that that mm-hmm. was the truth you know like i i do think he he believed it mm-hmm. at that point mm-hmm. yeah i, I think like, he believed too but i feel like out of the two stories from mike's perspective who hates saul um like uh one the guy that was lurking outside of the house with a blood covered van and and <clears throat> b um they uh, ran away, even though there's um, zero evidence. But Mike didn't hear. I don't think Mike heard the other side of the story anyway. He didn't oh, no? hear. I don't think he really heard the nacho part, did he? I don't think so. I don't think he did. So okay. I, I and I think just hearing the story and knowing that somebody who did mm. steal a lot, a massive amount of money from people, and then just hid two doors down, it seems completely plausible to him. Okay. I, would, I would definitely see why the character would, would okay. think that. Yeah, I think right. I think Saul did. I think Saul did believe it, and I also think that that's just part. of... I mean, the story combined with uh, just them kind of painting Mike as just a really, you know, really good at mm-hmm. what at what he does, and kind of reading people and um, just being a cop mm-hmm. uh, that he he just you know lie detectored him. Mm-hmm. And Saul, he did seem like super incredulous. Like, what just happened? Yeah. Did Mike yeah. just buy that and then chased him down? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, find out yeah, why. and and Saul's, I mean, the ultimatum was give us, make him give us give up where they're hiding yeah. the kids, or we're gonna book you. And Saul's like, all right, well, let's start booking yeah, you because yes. I have <laughs> nothing, I, yeah. I have nothing else to give you. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's when Mike was like, all right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have Philly exclamation point. I don't. I don't remember that. For, I don't remember that from Breaking Bad. Um, yeah, Mike thinks the the Kettlemans are close. Uh, that they probably didn't even leave leave town. Because uh, Saul says, "Okay, well, how do you explain that, that their cars uh, that their cars are st- still there? That uh, they haven't you know booked any tickets? That they haven't uh, th- th- left the country?" Um, so he says, uh, "You know, they probably didn't even leave the leave the neighborhood." Um, so he thinks they're close. So Saul goes looking, um, goes to the backyard and just kind of follows this gate out into, uh, um, the desert, mm-hmm. basically what that was. Um, and he finds them being so... So chipper. So, yeah, so, so happy. Chipper. They're answering machine. <laughs> yeah. They're great. So happy. They're great. <laughs> just the most annoying yuppies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I hope that... <laughs> Uh, my hope is that they're about to. I mean, now that Saul is the only witness to their crime, I hope that they go a little, you know, early career Walter White on him. Mm. You know, chain yeah. him up to a tree. <laughs> and, you know, that's uh, I, what I think is going to happen. Oh, I didn't see the preview though. So um, maybe, yeah, me either. I I, okay. I try to avoid anything. Uh, like even with Game of Thrones, I don't read the books. What was that? I don't remember if we saw the preview. I I don't know. They don't really. Ed- they edit them very. 
Like you don't really. It's very vague. Very vague. I I avoid. I don't like knowing anything going into the to the episode. I believe they're going to offer him money. Yeah. I would think that that's uh, it's a safe bet. Yeah. to say. Uh, that I that's think it's the what I think it's going to be uh, because they're uh, just to recap it real fast. Uh, he's like, "All right, you guys got to come with me. Yeah. Uh, no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You're you're coming, or the cops are coming to get you." Mm-hmm. Um, he grabs the bag and like this dumb and dumber briefcase yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. Money goes flying over uh, the tent, uh, and camera cuts to black. Uh, I also enjoyed that this was the. This is just like like Hank. Did the same thing, un- unknowingly picked up a duffel bag filled with money, and it went over so much better because he didn't fight him. Like, mm-hmm. if, if she just let him pick that up and walk back, mm-hmm. she, he would never have known that there was a yeah. pile mm-hmm. of money in sure. there. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. it wasn't about what was in the bag, it was mm-hmm. just about the bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just I just thought it was, it was yeah. also reminiscent of Breaking Bad. And what yeah. a poorly constructed duffel bag. Yeah. <laughs> Man. <laughs> right? the, the, money, cheapest... the money's weighing it down, uh, I think. It was a lot of money. I imagine that's very heavy. Yeah. It's they got to sink some cheap, of that embezzled funds into a, yeah. into a, a better bag. bag. <laughs> <laughs> I got to buy a Samsonite. <laughs> yeah. uh, they were way Absolutely. off. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so, yeah, they have the, the money's all over the place. I think he's going to end up getting some money from them for sure, but mm-hmm. probably also... Get their case. Get their case. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be the best solution for them, yeah. really. And for Nacho... Not only will he be off the hook, but now he'll have the in mm-hmm. on um, having Saul in his pocket where mm-hmm. Saul knows that there's physical money. So in a, in a way, again, uh, kind of a, a, what I said a little bit earlier is that he tried to be a bad person, but still, you know, it didn't work out the way at all that he wanted. Um, so he, if, the, if it works out that way, that he ends up getting this case, uh, he got it through... I mean, it was set off, I guess, by... Um, Bad, bad thing. Actually, I guess it wasn't really even even that. If since they didn't really know about the the car accident stuff, mm-hmm. um, but it's still, it's still all a domino effect. Yeah, yeah. that domino mm-hmm. down to him possibly getting this case. Yeah, yeah. still worked um, out. Yeah, Mike. Um, <laughs> last <Ned. laughs> last podcast, you mentioned that you uh, really wanted to see the uh, crossover of of um, Malcolm in the Middle. In mm-hmm. Breaking Bad? Yeah. And on the way over, I was just listening to a Cracked podcast. You ever listen to Cracked? No. Okay, well, they were talking about um, internet uh, fan theories, and one of them was that um, Walter White is not the dad from Malcolm in the Middle, but actually Malcolm, because uh, Malcolm was brilliant. The dad was a big idiot, but Malcolm mm-hmm. was brilliant, and um, it's him grown up, and they had a lot of evidence. I've never watched Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, but, that's great. Um, I, watched, yeah, yeah? I only watched episodes here and there, and then it was like... <laughs> There was apparently some moment where, like, Malcolm broke down, is like banging on like a driving wheel, going, ah, and the same thing happens uh, right after Walter White blows up Tuco. I just wanted to inform you that. That, uh, that makes that makes sense. Yeah, uh, that makes internet sense. <laughs> it makes internet sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes hypothetical sense mm-hmm. of things that won't happen. Um, but yes, I did. I did. Would have liked to see that because I said last week that I, I thought that the internet has ruined some some things for possibilities of television shows like it's true i mean it, you have to be creative when you're writing things of mm-hmm. course but uh now you have to be even more creative because everybody's already posting their theories uh, yeah. and then the theories get circulated all the way around like the the, the pixar things and um how, the, how that whole world is is related now it may be the case but if they were planning 
if this was like a years long effort and there was going to be one film that yeah. shows that they tie everything together, if it was the long con, they yeah. just ruined it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think um, uh, George, uh, some amount of letters, Martin uh, said as much uh, about like it, um, the internet fan theories made him like change the ending that he had in mind for Game of Thrones. Oh, so you're right. Ugh. <laughs> but I don't want to be. Um, all right. What do you? Uh, any, anything from this episode that you uh, want to see how it kind of pans out? Other than maybe him getting their their business. I, I'd like to see in the in the future where him how him and Mike kind of team up. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like I I I'm interested in seeing exactly how that goes down. Mm-hmm. And and I guess his involvement with Tuco. Just because I don't feel like there was that much of him, his his involvement with Tuco in Breaking Bad that really wasn't a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I would like to see how far he kind of goes with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as Mike goes, uh, Ned, you had said that uh, he hates he hates uh, Saul. Seems a general. I don't think so. Uh, okay. I think he's just all. He he seems very just composed mm-hmm. he doesn't he's he's like i'm not doing anything this is just what i'm this is my job mm-hmm. um, i do my work yeah yeah uh and just like if he really hated him uh in that moment at, in the courthouse he could have said or done something differently true um but he he was like he's just all i think he's just all business he's all he business, all business. He's, yeah. He, yeah he will he will not put up with nonsense <laughs> yeah <laughs> no half measures it's, it's so <laughs> strange how he, like like i said earlier how he'd go from a by the book you don't have enough stamps to assassinating people yeah. to defend criminals. Mm-hmm. I, I still, I feel, but again, I think it's 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 because he's all business. That was his job. That's what he's assigned to do, yeah. and that's what he's going to do. But he's not going to kill somebody who's yeah. not on his list because that's mm-hmm. not his job. Mm. Like it's really, I feel like he's and he's very it's he's it, he's very kind of emotionless towards things that have to be done. Okay, it's just what has to be done. Mm-hmm. Plus, we are we're seeing Mike Ehrmantraut in, I'm going to guess, a transitional phase of his life. Because he's got the Philly cop stuff. Mm-hmm. in, And then somehow he makes his way to Albuquerque, New Mexico and is working in a courthouse garage. Uh, so I would, I'd, like, I'd like to see what that... How that transitions. Probably that, a true. full measure of something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were yeah. talking about this earlier um, before we came over. And... We know that the reason he's in Albuquerque is because his daughter and his granddaughter right. are in Albuquerque. Um, so I, I, I can only I'm like speculating here is that he had to once he was done being a cop, him and his daughter had some sort of blow up, and she left, and he followed her out there just to be part of the family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd be curious to see more of that backstory I really want to know what's going on with Chuck yeah like from the very first episode I was just fascinated yeah Um, such an interesting character Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah there's definitely some trauma there that I'd like to like for him to delve into Um, yeah the backstory (laughs) of Chuck and Slip and Jimmy would be cool more of that Uh, all of that I (laughs) I agree with all of that uh, and also just the interaction between him and that that lawyer uh, Kim. Kim, yeah, yeah. What what her deal is? Yeah, uh, and even well, they are to each other. Just for sure. Uh, even just Saul himself, uh, and how 
what what his deal with that firm is if he yeah. ever even if he ever just worked there because they seem very very familiar with him yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and he knows everybody in the office when he went in last mm-hmm. uh, last week uh, or the last episode um, yeah I'd, so, I'd be curious to find out what happened there yeah he's got to mm-hmm. have some had to have been a part of that somehow right. mm-hmm. uh, and he wasn't a lawyer in this flashback right. um, no so so that must Chuck. have been before he went to law school I'm yeah. assuming like that would must have been he uh, I'm I'm guessing decision. that Chuck kind of took him under yeah. his wing at the point where he took him got him out of jail yeah. and said all right you're coming with me you're gonna be my apprentice yeah. yeah um and he's I mean Chuck's part of Hamble Hamble and McGill mm-hmm. um yeah, I'm. I guess that's something, but I like to. Yeah, I like to see. We'll see. I'd also like to see more from Hamlin because they sort of uh, Hamlin. That's it. Yeah, insinuated that uh, he was a completely. In, he was incompetent as a lawyer, and you know, I just haven't really. They haven't really shown that. He's talked about it. Uh, unrelated, uh, but the actor who plays Mister Kettleman. He looks really familiar. He, he does. does. He does look really familiar. But I, I didn't IMDb it. He looks like somebody I know but put on glasses. <laughs> and I know that guy, but he put on glasses and now I can't figure it out. My brain's just going, does not compute. He Clark, looks... Clark Kenson. Yeah. <laughs> A bit like John Hamm, but That's what I noticed slightly... that in the tent. I was going, hey, that looked like John Hamm for a second, but it's yeah. not. Like, So maybe is that what it is? He just has like a familiar face? You know who I think looks like John Hamm? Uh, could be brothers, if you look closely enough. Kevin Sorbo. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Strong jaw, sure. <laughs> oh no, I mean even even more than just like one of those superficial blow off jaw things. Um, <laughs> but like they they look like each other. If you put okay. their photos, I'll stop. Um, but uh, if you have a moment, Google uh, John Hamm and open up a new browser window <laughs> uh, or a new tab, but new browser window probably and snap them along the sides of each other. Uh, and Google Kevin Sorbo. Has there ever been a period where John Hamm had long flowing locks? Because I feel like that would be the best. That would be the best, but I don't know if he ever Hercules. did. Or like uh, a Saturday Night Live he, sketch? Yeah, Saturday Night Live sketch where he was playing the saxophone. Oh, yeah. And, and he was shirtless, one, too, he was wasn't shirtless. he? So, so that would be the perfect. So pull up that Google image. <laughs> Google image search uh, John Hamm shirtless. Which I usually just do anyway, <laughs> once a day. So, so pull up your favorites. <laughs> and then pull up uh, Kevin Sorbo <laughs> on another... Another window instead. What's Kevin Sorbo up to? Oh, he was in that movie um, God is Not Dead. You ever hear about that? I, no. I have it's heard a of it. Super yeah. uh, Christian film uh, pur- purporting to you know shoot down some of um, um, uh, God. Oh, the name. Uh, super genius in a wheelchair, man. Oh, Stephen oh, Hawking. Stephen Hawking's theories. Professor X. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Real life Professor X. Uh, yeah, I... Was he in that because it was like a paycheck? Or was he in that because he is like a Kirk Cameron sort think of he's person? like a creationist oh, type no. guy. Oh, yeah. oh that's, that's, that's sad. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I like just not knowing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I just want them to be whatever the, my image of them is. I'm Wasn't gonna, there something? It's just nothing. It's right. just neutral. Okay, guys. Beck is a Scientologist. Yeah, I, I know. Don't want to, man, I'm not bringing it up. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> Wasn't there something with uh, Kate Mulgrew? Uh, right now I'm going through uh, well first of all I've seen Orange is the, the New Black mm-hmm. uh, and she's fantastic in that um, but I'm gover- I'm currently currently going through Star Trek Voyager um, none of the witches needed for this uh, yeah. statement <laughs> but wasn't there something 
anybody else wants to know what I'm watching, log on to MikeMarbeck.com uh, for my uh, current viewing. Uh, she did a video for, I think it was like a creationist thing, but she didn't, she, she came right out and was like, uh, I had no idea what that was. Um, they didn't tell me exactly. I didn't really ask a lot of questions. Um, just that kind of made me a little something. happy uh, mm-hmm. that she was just like, ah, oh, shit. Whoops. <laughs> Oops. Whoops. Rather than, yes, that's what I believe. Mm. Um, uh, all right. So in our apology section, creationists, um, we'll apologize there. Um, was that your apology? We'll yeah. apologize there. Yeah, we'll apologize. <laughs> will apologize. <laughs> yeah. Must not an apology. You're saying you will apologize. Yeah. Yeah. In the future. I'm sorry. It's kind that. of a death, deathbed kind of thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't accept that. Sorry. Um, in, the, in the other podcast, we usually end up doing a list of people to apologize to. Uh, so Kevin Sorbo, John Hamm. Mm. Creationist uh, Kate Mulgrew. If, if we anybody needs to Sorry. apologize to John Hamm in person, I can do that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I am willing to Work it out. do that. Uh, anything else about this uh, about this episode? Can I nerd out about the coloring? Absolutely. All right. uh, we brought it up last week. I was I was mm. asking what the if there was anything. So this is red. Is red is the illegal activity where like it was throughout the whole episode where slipping Jimmy's in a red jumpsuit. There's all of this red around him, like all the time when he's calling Nacho. They, they kind of do a camera angle onto that uh, the, the fire thing. Um, when he's talking to Nacho, everybody else is wearing very neutral colors. They're all wearing black, white, or dark blue, and Nacho's wearing black but has a red stripe along the back. And then um, the tent is like this orangey sort of reddish, mm-hmm, and, and yeah. the and, and the Mrs. Bag. Kettleman and the, the duffel bag is red, and then. When uh, he's looking at the car, it goes towards the red brake light, like the camping site goes mm. towards it. There's just, yeah. it, there's so much red everywhere. Oh, and when he's making the phone call to Kim, he's got a red light on his face. Mm-hmm. It was, there's just so much red everywhere. And I, I just went, oh, it, this is all, anybody who was involved in this illegal activity or anything that when he's dealing with it, it's around him and it's, it's mm. red and the, and the, the exit sign the over exit his sign head. when when they were t- they were talking to Mike and then they kind of point to him there's a the red out of focus re- exit sign right over his head the way they angled the one shot when he was trying to get the ticket there's this the corner of the stop sign like by Mike and it really like it, they could have got that out of there mm-hmm. they didn't need to do that I I think it was deliberate like all of the red and then when they showed I think previously on when we were watching it again, <laughs> it was like Nacho wore red last week. Um, Mrs. Kettleman had a red purse and a red bracelet. Like it was just like like I don't know. I think that that's the color of the season mm-hmm. for for illegal activity. I'm looking out for that. I never yeah. noticed that kind I of thing. I, I, I do all that. the time. Mad Men does it so much, and Breaking Bad did it a lot. Mm-hmm. And now, like just because I I do stuff like I I do costuming and stuff like so, I'll do that. Like sometimes where I'm like, oh, everybody over mm-hmm. here's wearing brown, and this guy's wearing yellow. In that, yeah. the, in subconsciously, people won't notice it, but they'll their brain will do it. And I I so I kind of have an eye for that, and that's what I've been like. All right, what color? What color? Yeah. So hopefully, it doesn't mean that Saul's been dead the whole time. Mm-hmm. It may, he might have uh, been dead. The thing in. Uh, sixth Sense. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. Oh no. Um, so <laughs> we'll put that on your apologies. <laughs> yeah, apologies to uh, anyone who hasn't seen Sixth Sense over the last fifteen years. Um, You've had time. But the, it, throughout that movie, it was they, they used red to signify um, to, to kind of tie the things together. If I'm not mistaken, uh, the kind of backup 
that he was dead the whole time. Mm-hmm. Red is somehow dead. red is dead. Red yeah. is dead. But here, uh, red is I think red illegal rum. activity and doing something bad or being sort of surrounded by it. Okay, now Look I want to rewatch yeah. the episode. Yeah, I um, did. I, I just thought it was an excellent cinematography when he was like yeah. cut, like from shoulder to like mid torso with that red light. And yeah, the red light teal down here. I just thought it was beautiful. I didn't like read into yeah. it. Yeah, and then the one time that it, there really isn't that much is when he's in the bathroom with the other lawyer, but he's not dealing. He's doing something good. He's not dealing with that case and that issue, and there's no red in there. And I don't know if I'm... I just might be really nerding out and, and like, reading what I want to read into all of this, but that's my theory. That's great. So, keep your eyes peeled for red. Keep your eyes peeled for red. Anything else about the episode? Any other observations? Um, Man, Albuquerque is a beautiful town, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to go back there. We we took a trip after because we're big Breaking Bad nerds, uh, so we took a vacation to Albuquerque and uh, got a awesome. trailer and some meth. Yeah. yeah, we did some driving. Uh, um, <laughs> since uh, I'm sorry, you continue. Oh, and uh, and we were both talking about how the Kettleman House in that cul-de-sac definitely reminded us of uh, of Hank, Hank and Marie's. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I looked it up. It's about five five and a half miles away. It's they're both in the same area. Um, which makes sense, yeah, because they're both kind of the same status. Status, mm-hmm. yeah. Characters, mm-hmm. yeah. Ugh. Marie, Marie, Marie. <laughs> worst. God, uh, this is unrelated, really, to the podcast, or at least tangen- tangentially, tangentially. Um, but you two threw a Breaking Bad finale party, mm-hmm. which I did not attend. Um, you were invited, though, right? I'm pretty sure I was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, and you're regretting it, aren't you? I do regret it, uh, especially after I saw the photos. Yes, because uh, yeah. no half measures, man. No, no half measures. <laughs> measures. Uh, this party we tented our house ridiculous. in a vomitous tent, a vomitous <laughs> pest tent. That's awesome. Uh, but Probably the most expensive dumb joke I ever made. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty great. What else... Uh, what else did you do for oh, that? What did we had a Schrader route? We Schrader route. Um, the the tent was sort of open. We have an overhang right over our door. We put a pizza on the roof mm-hmm. on that mm-hmm. overhang. Perfect. We had uh, we got pizza and had them not cut it. <laughs> you had to rip it yourself. <laughs> we had chicken. We had. Um, did they say anything when you? When you I tried to that. explain it to the guy. I'm like, Dad, do you watch Breaking Bad? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, I'll just okay, cut just the pizza. don't cut the pizza. And we they, they pass the savings on to us, so it was really <laughs> it was worth it. And we had we had uh, we had Blue Rock candy. Mm-hmm. We had um, eggs so much with food, with yeah. fifty two and bacon. Yeah. Um, we made uh, the Chilean uh, sea bass, sea bass uh, stew, stew that um, Gus had made with uh, mm-hmm. Walt. Any, any chicken, like pollos? Uh, we did. We got, yeah, um, we got chicken, uh, fried chicken, and then we got the chicken nuggets that were also, <laughs> when they're talking about all the dipping sauces, yeah. Cajun mm-hmm. kick-ass and French. Cajun kick-ass, French, and uh, honey mustard. So we had all the dipping sauces. <laughs> we had uh, uh, green beans from Albertsons. Yeah. We had a bell. We had, oh, we had... Um, Leaves of grass. Leaves of grass on in both, both bathrooms. Of, both bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the very same book we found. We went on the Amazon to find the same same mm-hmm. edition. Did you write the inscription? They're pretty expensive. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so 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 tonight yeah. we had some some pretty big uh, fans of this of this world, which is I think is I think is awesome. Um, anything else about the about the episode? Uh, Breaking Bad tie-ins? Anything like that? There were more Breaking Bad tie-ins, but now I'm not... Yeah, like shots that were similar. Yeah. yeah. I feel 
feel like there was one more thing. I mentioned a couple of them. There were Hank and Hank getting the phone call. Hank getting the phone call. The also the ransack like that also reminded me though of when like the Aryans came and ransacked mm-hmm. their house. Um, and they did the oh the the, the uh, badger thing. Yeah, that was a big one. Mm-hmm. That might have been it then. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, then, uh, why don't so we no. do winners and losers? We do the winner of the episode. We do the loser of the episode. It can be anybody that you want. Uh, who wants to? Uh... I think the my personal thing. I think that uh, Jimmy is the winner because I feel like he he went out on a limb and was able to actually solve his problems. And yeah. he not a hero. Jimmy became the hero. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, loser. I would. Hmm. I guess that would be the, the the main two main detectives. Is he yeah, just kind of mopped the floor with them? Mm-hmm. True. Um, I would say the winner is uh, Nacho, because he was able to twist yeah. Jimmy's arm into um, getting him out of it completely. Yeah. Uh, loser would be um, that those poor kids are having the worst camp. In oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Those poor kids. <laughs> I wonder what they do all day. Just, yeah. just that over, over like uh, the that wheels a, on the bus yeah. over and over and over. That was almost 24 hours. Yeah. Like, yeah. can you imagine? Oh my God. And, and the way she shut him up was by snapping. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, my losers are definitely the Kettleman's, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think Jimmy, Jimmy's the hero of this episode. As As hard as he tried not to get in front of anything he uh that's where he found himself and it worked out can i say despite his best efforts secondary hero uh mike for basically solving the whole case soul thing soul Soul thing (laughs) it's gonna stick i'm sorry uh uh the winner um i I agree with i mean any one of those really could be um but i think i'm gonna go with the Saul. The Saul. I'm going to go with Saul. Um, <laughs> Saul for the win. Uh, and the and that, that that's kind of for what he did, but also kind of the way it ends up and how I'm kind of seeing this this going a little bit. So, But for the most part, still contained within this episode, uh, I believe him to be the winner. But I also like Mike as the as the winner there, too. Uh, loser um, is the is the Kettleman's. Mm. I, I mean, they, they went... They, they didn't go very far. I mean, he, he was walking for a good while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know exactly how far, but, um, I mean, how long did they think that they were going to stay there? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, what was, what was what the was next the plan? Like, What's you the didn't, end game? You didn't think this through. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? They got the doll, and they, they got a tent, and they have some food, and they got a big, shitty duffel bag full of but money. But maybe they could have waited a few... Wait till the heat days. dies. Yeah, maybe, but then maybe they, they, they could have come back and said, oh, we were kidnapped and I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of a thing? They didn't yeah. think it... Well, I mean, they didn't have time to think it out also. Yeah. But they definitely didn't think out what no. the plan was. There was no, there was no like, step three at that yeah. point. It was just go uh, out in the woods and then... Step um, three was we'll prop. Step three was clearly prop. Yeah. Yeah, prop. <laughs> they don't know what step two was. <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, all right, so why don't we go uh, starting uh, with Sam? Maybe uh, something that you've got coming up that uh, if anybody's listening in Philly might be able to see, or that they want to drive all the way here or fly here 
to see, or maybe something online. Or fly Uh, somewhere else. We, uh, Secret Pants will be doing a show on March 5th, or 6th, 5th. Uh, We are going to Toronto the next week, March 12th and 13th. So if you're in Toronto, you can come see Secret Pants at the Toronto Sketch Fest. Um, But we are doing a show with Flat Earth on uh, March 5th at the, uh, the FIT and uh, at the Adrian Theater and uh, to kind of practice for Toronto. So you can come see what we're going to do. Cool. Um, as for me, uh, I'm doing Skeletons of Sarah still. Trash Island at Philly Improv Theater, 2030 Sansom Street. Um, not this next Saturday, but the February 28th and then all throughout March. Uh, and then also uh, you can, I'm a recurring guest on the uh, uh, Breaking Goodman podcast. <laughs> you, you may know so. me from such podcasts as this one. <laughs> and the other one. And you'll hear me again on another one of this. <laughs> yep. Here we go. Um, I will not be there, but my dear friend, fastball pitcher Bob Gutierrez, <laughs> will be uh, a co-host on the 11th Quizzo Bowl coming up this Saturday. Uh, February 21st at World Cafe Live. I believe there are a very limited number of tickets available. Um, it's the biggest Quizzo Bowl. It's the only Quizzo Bowl. It's a big uh, Quizzo deal with Johnny Goodtimes and Chip Chantry and fastball pitcher Bob Gutierrez. And uh, the York Street Hustle will be the house band that evening. Uh, so it'll be a big deal. Um, he's also on Too Late. He's also going to be on Too Late the following week. Uh, the 27th. Too late with Rob and Joe. Yeah, mm-hmm. great. Those are the guys. Uh, so yeah, Bob Gutierrez will be in town for a week, week or two. Oh, fastball is going to be on too late? Too late, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm not going to stay after that. Yeah. It's <laughs> too late. It's too late for me. T-O-O. Yeah, and then I'll be in Toronto as well, plus the March 5th, uh, shaking them cobwebs off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the sketch group is Secret Pants. Secret um, Pants. I feel like I was like ending... And an interview. Uh, the sketch group of Secret Pants. Uh, the people <laughs> are Sam and Ryan. Um, it's uh, pretty much a staple of the Philly Philly comedy uh, community here. Been around for ten years. ten years. We did it getting close. Uh, so you can go on MikeMarbeck.com uh, and look at uh, and listen to that all about Secret Pants. Uh, as for myself, there's the website there, a bunch of stuff on there, including this podcast, which you found, uh, or possibly listening to on iTunes because it was approved. We've made it. Ooh. Yeah! Uh, I also had Chris Coletta make a graphic for the podcast, which actually looks pretty cool. Uh, I can show you guys after, um, and it will be submitted to the iTunes. Um, the Future has a show, which is a team I direct at the Philly Improv Theater, uh, Saturday at 9. Uh, one of the, my favorite things is coming up February 28th, and that is Study Hall, which is area professors uh, from different colleges, uh, Mostly, not mostly, but mainly Drexel, uh, but there's sometimes from Temple, from UPenn, Penn State, come in, they do lectures, and the team of improvisers do scenes inspired by the lectures. So you learn, you laugh. That's a lot of fun. And it's a, it's a really, really, really fun show. Uh, we've been doing it for several years now. So come check that out. It's at 7.30 p.m. at FITS on, the, on February 28th. Uh, last thing I would say is uh, be sure to... If you like listening to books uh, and you don't like reading, uh, go to audibletrial.com slash starkravenmad and you can get one for free uh, and then cancel uh, <laughs> if you don't like the 
like the service, but you'll love the service. Um, but if you don't want to continue using it, you can cancel. But we still get a little bit of uh, money because uh, although this is free uh, for you, it's also free for everybody here. But if um, we can offset some of the costs of <laughs> offset some of the costs of hosting it, at least that would be great. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Thanks, guys, for for doing this. Ned, you have something else? Oh no, no, I was just twenty eighth is Saturday or no. 28th? Yeah. Is a Saturday. Okay, exactly. then I got it right. Never mind. No correction needed. Oh, great. Uh, we'll leave all of that in there. Uh, all right, thanks, everybody. Uh, thanks, Sam, Brian, Ned, and you for listening. Bye. You better call. You best call now, you hear?